Welcome to this late hour. A look at the world through the lens of scripture. I'm your host, Casey Knowlton. Welcome to the very first episode of this late hour. My name is Casey and I'm so glad you've decided to join me today. So what is this late hour? To boil it down, essentially, I think that the hour is growing late for America, which is where I live, and also for the world. Essentially, it is my sincere conviction that we may very well see Christ return in our lifetimes. Now, before we get too far into this, um, I wanted to make a brief comment about COVID-19. For those of you who have lost loved ones, friends, relatives to the virus, my condolences. For those of you who have lost jobs, who have lost businesses, who have been greatly affected by the lockdowns, you have my sympathies as well. In fact, it's the very reason I am here, for I also had to leave my job due to uh, various circumstances related to childcare, and it's one of the reasons I'm here now doing this podcast. It's been a very hard year. The last year, uh, beginning in March of 2020 until now, and... I just wanted to stop and and acknowledge that. If anything, it's another example of why uh, I see the hour is as being late in the world. Now, certainly, the virus is one, but one small drop in the bucket in all the things that I wished to to speak about here on the podcast. But I I felt I would it would be remiss if I did not at least uh, mention it. So again, for those who have been uh, deeply affected by the virus or the lockdowns, um, God bless you, and God be with you, and may he minister to your heart. My name, again, is Casey, and essentially, I am a non-denominational Christian. I believe in the Bible. I believe it is the inerrant word of God. And if I were to sort of sum up my, uh, my theology, I think it's summed up well through the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed reads as such. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the universal Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. So that sort of sums up my convictions and where I'm coming from. I understand there's going to be many converging opinions on um, what I would call uh, issues outside of our orthodoxy such as, you know, how we view communion, baptism, um, tribulation, all, all the things that Christians love to uh, debate and, and uh, have civilized uh, discussions and disagreements about, and which sometimes aren't so civilized as well. Um, going back to the Reformation, I mean, there's been divisions in the church for a long time. And in fact, it is my hope that through this podcast, many of us can lay aside some of our non-Orthodox opinions to come together uh, as, a, as the body of Christ. For the very reason that the, the hour 
is growing late. And it's important for the church to be united and focused in the times we find ourselves living in. And if anything, we found the church to be very unfocused and being led astray by many false doctrines, and also just to be um, fairly, especially in the Western church, um, inactive, unavailable, and confused. I think the essence of the show can be summarized very nicely through a well-known bit of scripture. It's from Matthew 2, 1 through 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now, how did these Magi know that Christ had been born? They saw his star. Seems simple enough, right? Consider this, though. The only recorded witnesses of Christ's birth and of his first coming are Mary and Joseph, some animals, shepherds from nearby fields who had been told by angels of the birth, and then the Magi, who show up some several months later from the east, likely when Jesus was a toddler. Everyone else was clueless of what was happening. But why did these Magi know about what had happened? Again, they saw the star. But why? Well, it's simple. They had been looking for it. While everyone could have seen what the Magi did up in the, in the heavens, in the stars, they had no understanding of what it meant. It is my hope that we can be more like the Magi were, not only watching but understanding what it is we are seeing in light of what the scriptures say. In the last couple of years, like a watchful Magi, I have become more and more convinced that we are nearing the end of the age. That is why I am doing this podcast, frankly. For if the hour is late, shouldn't that matter to us? What I've seen in the church is that it typically likes to avoid talking about the end times. And why is that? Well, extremes. There are those who say everything is the end. We have all seen the cliche in the movies, that crazy homeless-looking person holding up the sign, the end is nigh. We do not want to be seen as a crazy person. Thus, there's this knee-jerk reaction then to avoid speaking about our eschatology at all. Uh, eschatology being just the belief of what the end times say, what the end times are. Eschatology, the study of, of the end times. Or if we do discuss it in church, then we'll argue over our personal preferences of how to view the book of Revelation with all the divides uh, in the churches of issues that fall outside of our orthodoxy. But before I go too much more into what the podcast is, let's talk about what it isn't. I am not here to predict a time or day for when the end will come. If I were to do so, you should immediately run and consider my views heretical. That is heresy. The Bible clearly states in Matthew 24, 36, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. More on that in a minute. Most of our time will be spent outside of Revelation and more focused on the Gospels and parts of the Old Testament. However, for those who just love digging into the minutiae of Revelation, Daniel, and debating pre- versus post-tribulation and related topics, I will be putting up special episodes on the Patreon page. There should be a link in the show notes for that. As for the main feed, much of what I will be doing is making some simple, yet often overlooked observations of our times and how they line up with the scriptures, and why I think it points to the lateness of the hour. Let us consider some scripture from Matthew. We are in chapter 26, verses 40 through 45. Jesus has just been in a place of intense prayer, preparing for all that was about to happen. His journey to the cross was moments away. Here's what it says. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, So you men could not keep watch with me for one hour? 
Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, saying, My father, if this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. Again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them again and went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Here, the disciples have been following Jesus for years now. Even after multiple warnings of what was to come, they still had no idea what was about to happen. If they had understood, do you think they would have been taking a nap? No! This is a great picture of the church today. So much of it sleeps, even while the world burns, the hour growing later each day. And in her stupor, temptation and false doctrine have been running rampant through our churches. You can trust that we will be navigating through all of that mess at some point, for it's important to put aside all that is distracting us so that we're able to stand on good and true doctrine and be boldly proclaiming the gospel message, that is, the death, burial, and resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ. Coming back to not knowing the day or hour, one response that is common from believing Christians is, well, we can't really know when it's going to happen, so we shouldn't worry about it. It is this very attitude that has put much of the church to sleep. Just as Christ commanded his disciples to watch and pray that night in the Garden of Gethsemane, let's look at what is commanded concerning his second coming. Mark 13, 33-36 Take heed, keep on the alert, for you do not know when the appointed time will come. It is like a man away on a journey who, upon leaving his house and putting his slaves in charge, assigning to each one his task, also commanded the doorkeeper to stay on the alert. Therefore be on the alert, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, whether in the evening, at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning, in case he should come suddenly and find you asleep. What I say to you, I say to all, be on the alert. Luke 1235 35-40 Be dressed in readiness, and keep your lamps lit. Be like men who are waiting for their master when he returns from the wedding feast, so that they may immediately open the door to him when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master will find on the alert when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master will find on the alert when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will gird himself to serve and have them recline at the table and will come up and wait on them. Whether he comes in the second watch or even in the third and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have allowed his house to be broken into. You too be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour that you do not expect. Here, Jesus is telling us that the very reason we should be alert, ready, watchful, is because we do not know when the hour of his coming will be. Thus, when people say we should not concern ourselves with it, I say, think again. The Old Testament is full of examples regarding the waiting and watching prophets pleading with the people of Israel to keep their eyes fixed on the promises of God. Isaiah 8:17, And I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob. I will even look eagerly for him. Isaiah 51:5, My righteousness is near. My salvation has gone forth, and my arms will judge the peoples. The coastlands will wait for me, and for my arm they will wait expectantly. Hosea 12:6. Therefore, return to your God, observe kindness and justice, and wait for your God continually. Micah 7, 7-8 through 8. 
But as for me, I will watch expectantly for the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Do not rejoice over me, O my enemy. Though I fall, I will rise. Though I dwell in darkness, the Lord is a light for me. Habakkuk 2.3 For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens toward the goal, and it will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it, for it will certainly come. It will not delay. These are just a handful of the scriptures I could share. And just as the disciples fail to keep watch, to be alert, Israel's history is full of examples of wanderings, fallings into temptation and idolatry, and losing sight of what God in his grace was continually trying to remind them of. Consider one last well-known section of scripture from the New Testament, Matthew 25, 1-13. Then the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were foolish, and five were prudent. And when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the prudent took oil and flask along with their lamps. Now while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. Sound familiar? But at midnight though, there was a shout, Behold, the bridegroom! Come out to meet him! Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the prudent, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the prudent answered, saying, No, there will not be enough for us, and you too. Go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they were going away to make the purchase, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. And later the other virgins also came, saying, Lord, Lord, open up for us. But he answered and said, Truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Be on the alert then, for you do not know the day nor the hour. Here we are again, being told because we do not know the day or hour, it is the very reason we should be on the alert, watching, waiting, being expectant of what the Lord has promised. Is your lamp lit, dear Christian? Are you waiting and watching for the Lord? Like the doorkeeper from the passage in Luke, or the prophets of old, as a watchful magi, I come to you, church, and say, wake up, the hour grows late. Now, there is a story I remember reading years ago that I couldn't find online. It's been a number of years. I don't know what's happened to the story. I think it was in a Christian magazine. Uh, it was about a woman who would dress in white and wait in a field each day looking for Jesus. I think she'd, you know, wear some kind of a shawl. or Essentially, she was expectant for the rapture at any moment and wanted to be there right when Jesus would usher her up into the sky. Let me be clear. That is not what waiting looks like. God has given us things to do while we are waiting. Our primary mission being to share the good news of the gospel to all those who would listen. If we go back to Mark and look at uh, what that scripture said regarding this topic, go back to uh, verse 34. It is like a man away on a journey who upon leaving his house and putting his slaves in charge, assigning to each one his task, also commanded the doorkeeper to stay on the alert. Therefore be on the alert. So, what we're seeing here is that this dear lady, she was watching, but she wasn't doing the task to which she was assigned. God does not expect us to just sit around and watch for him. There are things we are meant to be doing. That being said, God did give us some things to be looking for. In his grace, he has given us things that we can look to in the scriptures to assess the lateness of our time and what season we are in regarding his second coming. Our main mission is to let people know about the good news, that our sins can be forgiven by receiving Jesus as Lord into our hearts. 
As it says in Romans 10.9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you are outside of Christ today and have never asked him to be the Lord of your life, do not delay. For as the scriptures have been reminding us repeatedly, we do not know the day or hour of his return. As it says in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. So if you have not done that and you are listening to this podcast, then I would implore you to enter into a posture of prayer and ask Jesus to reveal himself to you. Ask him to be the Lord of your life. Give him permission to be the boss of you, as I tell my children all the time. Be expectant, for he will come and he will change you from the inside out. Now, as I said, God in his grace has given us some things to be watching for. We will be looking at those things. If you have listened to the preview for the show, you'll have an idea of just some of the things we're going to be discussing, though those are only a fraction. But also we need to look at how it is we wait and watch well. If it is something we are meant to do, how do we do it? So we're going to be diving into next time what it is we, we should be looking for, and then additionally how it is we're meant to do it. Thank you all for joining me for this introductory episode. I really enjoyed uh, putting this together for you, and I look forward to us building community through this late hour. Stay on the alert, dear Christian. Until next time, God bless. You have been listening to this late hour. Your contribution helps pay our fees, improve our equipment, and build better content. It is my hope that your continued support of our show may bring future interviews and exclusives. Our goal is to always be improving our show so that the church may be strengthened in our mission to bring salt and light to this present darkness. May God richly bless you.